Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. We're excited this morning. We're going to take just a few minutes because we're not going to spend a lot of time this morning, not more than an hour and a half, two hours sharing. I've got a lot of... It's a joke. Well, maybe it's not. I never know with me. But no, it's, it's a joke. I want to share some things with you. We started last Wednesday evening and teaching on the subject of, of all things. Can you believe that I'm teaching this subject on prosperity? On, on the fact that God wants us to prosper. Amen. And, and it's, a, it's a word that the church has almost, and the reason the church has turned off on that word is because of the way the world system has propagated the fact that all the church wants is money. Now, it's funny. We can go to McDonald's and all they want is our money. The first, you know what I'm saying. You get a little speaker, you give you order, then they want the money. Amen. Come on, stay with me, folks. Don't, don't, don't turn me off that quick. You know, and you keep your money in a bank. And the reason the money lets you keep your money in, your, in their bank is they want your money. I don't see you outside preaching against the bank. Nobody's standing out in front of McDonald's saying all they want is our money. And so it's a mindset. Everybody say mindset. And what I want to share with you is, is, and when we talk about prosperity, prosperity is not dealing with, if it was just money, we're in trouble. Prosperity is dealing with success, favor, and, and everything that we touch and we do. God wants us to prosper. With that in mind, you can turn to 3 John, and we look there in that first chapter. There's only one chapter. And we, we see something that I want us to get a hold of just for a few moments. And like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I hope to challenge you. And then, Lord willing, this Wednesday night, we're going to begin to, we're going to get back into this subject because I think it's something that we as the body of Christ, it is imperative we understand what prosperity is so that when somebody tries to make it a bad word, we can look at that and go, you don't understand what you're talking about. Is there anyone here that when you got up this morning, you said, this is a super day to be a loser? <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. I, you know, some people, I guess, you know, anyone that's going to go to work in the morning, get up in the morning, go to work and say, I hope to God they don't give me a check at the end of the week because I'm doing this not because I want something, but because I just want to bless people. No. This group's not talking too loud over here. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not natural is what I'm saying. The natural side of mankind is that whatever we do, we look for a result. We look for a result that will be beneficial. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not really about money, but it's about the fact that what I do, I want it to be successful. Because I'll be honest with you, unsuccessful people do not influence people to do anything. I said unsuccessful people do not influence anyone to do anything. Only people that are successful have the ability to influence the world in which they live. No matter how smart a poor man is, nobody cares. 
The writer in Ecclesiastes said that the, that, the, that, the, that the poor man had the answer to the city's problems. Nobody remembered him but the rich man. I said, but the rich man. And it's important that we begin to understand something, that as children of the Most High God, we're going to have to begin to look at things differently than the world system or that the religious system has tried to put upon us. And we've got to look at things through the eyes of God. Let's look at it through the, let's look at it through the filter of the Word of God and see what God has to say. But over here in, in the book of, of, of uh, 3 John, if you would turn there, please. And we're going to look in verse 2. We bring that up on the screen. He said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, this is a very unique scripture as we look at that. He says, I pray that you will prosper. The word prosper is cause to thrive, to be fortunate or successful. Prosperity is the condition of being prosperous or the condition of being successful. Be prosperous is to have success. It means to flourish. It means well-to-do. It means well-off. It means favor. So when we look at this, we've got to understand something. I, beloved, I pray, my prayer for you is that you may have good success, that you may walk in favor in all things. Everybody say all things. Now, we have a problem here because so many people in the body of Christ, they have this. And I don't know why. I guess it, it's a, it sounds so spiritual, but it's religious. I don't want anything from God. Now, I know that I, I'm, I, kind of, I get controversial at times, and I apologize for that. But I'll be honest with you, and I learned this a long time ago. I had someone say to me, say, I don't want anything from God. I said, then go to hell. And they just looked at me and said, you told me. I said, no. I'm saying if you don't, well, you got saved so you wouldn't go to hell because you don't want anything from God, go ahead and go. And they looked at me and they said, well, I guess I do want something. I said, evidently. <laughs> so we've got to get out of this process that God wants us to desire from him things. God says, I want you to desire from me what I have prepared for you. Not desire something he hasn't prepared. He says, I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. That means we got a place to go to that we can draw from. You understand. So it's a mindset that we have to that prosper and be in health. Notice he puts the spirit side and the physical side and the mental side all together. Spirit, soul, and body right here in this verse. And he says you cannot separate success or prosperity one from the other. Amen. And that's what we've done in the church. We've tried to be so spiritual with the, no, I know the word of God. I can quote the Bible. That's great, but you can't pay your bills. So that means you're only one third there. Come on, say with me, church. Think about that. He says, I want you to prosper me in health as your soul. I want you to prosper spiritually, mentally, and physically. I want you to have success. He doesn't di differentiate from the, the, the grouping there. We're a spirit being. We live in a physical body. Come on. You, you understand what I'm saying? We have a flesh body, right? We got we to live in this world. We, we, we are spirit, soul, and body. We, we, we're, we, as God is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
We are, the, we are spirit, soul, and body. And I got news for you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are prospering. And if you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, he is now quickening your mortal bodies. And that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is there to lead you and to teach you and to guide you into all truth through the word of God. And the word of God is Jesus, the word made flesh and dwelt among us. Spirit, soul, and body. I want you to get that in your, in your mindset. I want you to put bank accounts aside, put money aside, because you understand this, and we talked about it this, this past Wednesday evening, that when God, when he began to call us into his, into his kingdom, he didn't just call us and say, well, I'd like to have him in my kingdom. And once we get here, he says, now, let me see what we can do. Uh, when Minister Sean went up to Faith Bible, he didn't just go up there and say, I need, I need uh, you know, Four students or five students. I, I just need to send some people to me, uh, Matt. He went up and he interviewed them. Why? Because when they came, he wanted to know where he was going to place each and every one of them. Well, God does us that way. John 10, 10 says, The thief cometh not before to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that they might have what? Life and have it what? That deals with the spiritual side. It's the, the, you, might have, you might have life or the essence or the being, the zoe, the God type of life. And have it till it overflows its borders. We understand that in Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. We find that if we will not sit in the seat of the scornful, but if we will allow the law of the word of God to be, be a part of our lives, he says we will prosper in everything we do. Our leaf will not wither, but we will prosper in everything we do. In every area. We see in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, and I'm just going to quickly go this. You can look this up later. I'm not going to read all the verses, but the essence of these two verses is that when God came to us, he said, he chose us before the foundation of the world. I said, God chose us just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in what? But he chose me. Come on, look at the person next to you and say, God chose you. Now, it's important we get, get a hold of this before the foundations of the world, which means you were not in the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. That you understand you were not in the world. God chose you before you ever were in this world. So you were in God before you were in this world. You were in God before in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We know that the terminology there, when you look up in Hebrew, when God said God created the heavens and the earth, I don't know how to tell you this, but in Genesis 1 and 1, he created all of the living things. According to that scripture, if you read it in its original text, in the way it's written, in other words, when he created the earth, everything that was needed to make the earth be successful was already in it. But then in verse 2, the earth was out form of void. God doesn't create anything without purpose, design, and structure. God doesn't create anything empty. Come on, stay with me, church. We know in Isaiah, Satan said, I'll exalt myself above God. God cast him out of heaven along with a third of the angels. And Jesus said, I saw him fall from heaven to earth. 
We know that he's come to destroy everything that God has ever created. Still kill and destroy. He brought heaven on earth, ha- havoc on earth. But the Bible says the earth was out form of void. Something happened between verse 1 and verse 2. But when it happened, God's spirit, be- oh, come on, say with me, God's spirit. <clears throat> See, when you let God's spirit move, God's spirit began to move upon the waters of the deep over the earth. It began to move. And what was it doing? It was beginning to survey everything that God had created and, and see that the enemy had tried to destroy it. And it says, and God said, let there be light. Well, get carried. That wasn't the sun, by the way. This wasn't the sun. The light is Jesus, the light of this world. Why Jesus? Because before the foundations of the world were laid, God put Jesus in motion. And in Jesus, he created all things that are seen and unseen. So the light of the world had to show up. Why? Because he put things back in order. Everybody say back in order. So when God said let there be, he wasn't creating. He was simply letting the light put it back the way it was originally created. Now before all of that, God chose you. I said God chose you. Before all of that happened, God chose you. So you were in God, a spirit being. Your spirit being was in God before he created and before he put it all back in order again. And he put Adam and Eve in the garden and he says to them in verse chapter 1, verse 20, he says, he says, I want you to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Why? Because out of their lineage, you were coming. Oh, Lord, I'm messing some of you up now. You were in God But God had to put man back on earth so he could replenish what the enemy had destroyed. And you could not manifest yourself until man was put back on earth. Whether you know it or not, you came out of the loins of Adam and Eve. Somebody's looking like I'm crazy. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. All mankind came forth out of Adam and Eve. Come on, stay with me. And therefore, all mankind had the same DNA as Adam and Eve. And if I had the same DNA as Adam and Eve, what if I got? I have the ability to be fruitful, to multiply, and replenish. Why is that so important? Because I reflect who God is. And God's a creator. Oh, come on. Stay with me, folks. And he doesn't need to create anything else because what what has always has been and what has always been and always will be, and that's just the way it is in the book of Ecclesiastes, he says. So God's not trying to recreate anything right now. He's trying to get his creation to put back what he already Call those things which be not as though they are. I say call those things which be. What am I calling to be? Calling to be what God said. And so I've got to have a mindset that God has empowered me to walk in success, empowered me to walk victoriously, empowered me to put things back in order. That's my position. Why do we preach the gospel? Because Jesus died on the cross for all, none to be lost, but all to be saved, correct? What happens when man is forgiven of sin? He's put back in order with God. Oh, come on, stay with me, folks. Just because sin came and separated mankind from God, what God had to do, just like he did in the beginning 
with the first atom. He took the second atom. He says, now, you got to go back and put it back in order. Y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy. God took Adam and Eve to put things back in order. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, have authority and dominionship over all things on earth. He said in the book of Psalms, he created the heavens and the earth, but he created the earth to be inhabited. He said this, the heavens are mine, but I'm giving mankind the earth. So for me not to think that I'm created for success, it doesn't even line up with who God is. Now, now, now watch this now. So when we came into this world, let's look at what he says. We went over this Wednesday night a little bit. It says in Psalms 139, verses 13 through 15, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to quickly go to it because of our time frame. He says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Smile at the person next to you. You know what you're smiling at? Because they don't understand just how fearfully, wonderfully made you are. But God does. Jeremiah 1 and 5, God knew me, sanctified me, and ordained me before I was formed in my mother's womb. Oh, Lord. My success is not based upon my gender or wanting Christ. My success is not based upon my cultural background, red, yellow, black, or white. Because you see, we were all fearfully and wonderfully made. Hello? Created in the image and likeness of God. The DNA with the ability to put everything back the way God created it. And God created everything to reproduce after its own self. My God. Think about this. Power to prosper. Oh, I don't believe in prospering. Then you don't believe in Jesus. Oh, I believe. No, you have a, a skewed understanding of who he is. Jesus is the son of the living God. When he came and died on the cross and paid the price for sin, it says that he ascended into hell or descended into hell and then ascended into heaven. And he's at the right hand of the Father. And you're seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Don't tell me you know who Jesus is and don't believe in prosperity. Sorry. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Jesus, we got a problem. How are we going to pay our temple taxes? Go catch a fish, look at his mouth, take the gold, pay yours and mine. Wouldn't that be great? You just say to somebody, listen, I'm going to show you where you can get your money, pay your bill and mine. Thank you very much. Well, I don't believe that I have. It won't because it's a mindset. And as a child of God, if you don't begin to think outside of the box and start thinking in the spirit rather than the flesh, you're in trouble. You've got to prosper first in the spirit realm, and then you're going to have to prosper in the, in the soulish realm, and then you're going to have to prosper in the physical realm. In the book of James, he says over there, he says, he says that you've got to get the word of God for the saving of your soul. Amen. Wow. 
I thought my soul was saved. Your spirit was born again. Get your head straight. Come on, tell somebody to say, get your head straight. Get your emotions under control. But you see, because we've accepted the world system, we have integrated into the church this mindset. Well, it's not for everybody. Well, if it's not for everybody, who can be saved? Come on. If Jesus said, I, I go back to the Father and I send forth the Holy Spirit, then who's the Holy Spirit for? Jesus said, my word, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word is not going anywhere. Who's the word for? Spirit, soul, and body. If we can begin to function in the fullness and the success that God called us to function in, we can change the world in which we live. But I gotta have a mindset to prosper. Isaiah 49, verses one and five, he says this, God called me and he formed me from the womb. In other words, when I was born, no matter whether my parents thought I was an accident or not, can you understand why abortion's so bad? But the enemy has brought that in because through, the enemy thinks by aborting babies, well, you know, Herod thought by killing babies he would stop it too. Come on. Pharaoh thought by killing babies he could get rid of Moses too. I don't care how many they abort. Abortion is wrong. You're killing God's creation, God's purpose and design. But they, no matter what he does, he cannot stop. But we as Christians have got to stop supporting people who support abortion. Say you're being political. No, I'm being morally right before God. It's not about politics. It's about my spiritual walk with Christ. When you know God chose you before the foundations of the world, when you know that God knew you before you ever formed in your mother's womb, when you know that God called you with purpose before you were ever born, and you can sit by and say, well, abortion, you know, uh, you know, I had a lady make this statement that was given to me. It was given to me. It was given to someone else. They gave it to me. Well, you know, by boarding babies, you know, a lot of them are going to be born in poverty and they're going to have a bad life. And so really we're, they're going on to be with heaven now, so it's okay. What a sick individual. Sick to the core. We want to justify rather than clarify. I like to live in the clarity of the word and not try and justify my inability to live by the word. Now, I've said all of that. I'm going to take you one place today, and I'm going to close. Joshua chapter 1. Turn there, if you would, please. Joshua chapter 1. And then we'll pick up this, Lord willing, this Wednesday night, I trust you'll be here as we continue on this subject. It's going to be getting deep over the next several lessons as we teach. Because I'm going to be honest with you, we're going to stamp out this any kind of mindset. And I'm not going to do it because this is what I feel or think. I'm going to do it because the Word of God says it. I believe every word in the book. Really? Really? Is that why you're not winning? Is that why you're not more than a conqueror? 
Is that why demons give you a hard time? Is that why you depend upon your job rather than God to bless you? Is that why you listen to people rather than the Holy Spirit so you can be accepted? I'm just curious as, as the reason why we're in the predicaments we're in. Joshua chapter 1, starting verse 7. Let's put it up on the screen, please. Only be strong and very courageous. Man, I've underlined that in my Bible. I've, I've got that marked in mine big time. Strong and very courageous. Be fastened upon. Seize to prevail. Oh, I love that. Seize to prevail. And very courageous. Be alert. Be confident. Be bold. Amen. Church is more, lives in intimidation more than we do in boldness. Because you know what they're going to say about us. Who cares? You've heard me tell this story many times. I was on the plane years ago, and it's been about 10, 12 years ago, and I'm on a plane flying back from Thailand, and I'm in business class, and I had this gentleman sitting next to me. We're talking, and it, uh, he looks over at me, and he says, I got my, my Bible on a thing. I've been doing some things. And he said, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> I really don't know what they mean by that when they say that because anybody carries a Bible, there's a lot of different ones of those. So I just looked at him and I said, it depends on what you mean by one of those. He says, you know, one of those people that, you know, you cop out as a, and try to say you're a Christian. You use that to justify. And I looked at him. I said, well, sir, I really don't. That's not where I come from. But I said, but in talking to you and hearing the language that you're using, the words that I got to think about and get a dictionary, what you're saying to me, because uh, <clears throat> he was using big words, I guess, to intimidate me. And, of course, as short as I am, big things don't intimidate me at all. I've learned to get over that a long time ago. <laughs> and so I said, I can tell you really perceive yourself as an intellectual. And he just kind of looked at me. He says, well, uh, well I, I put, yes, he says, you know, I, I've got my master's degree and, and I've got my uh, my uh, work, he told me about the work he did and the things he'd done and the people he worked with. And, and you know, he's telling me the college he graduated, prestigious college if he graduated from from Princeton and, you know, all this. And I said, so you really are one of those educated, special people. <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, but you don't have a clue who you are or where you're going. I said, I would rather be uneducated at least I know who I am, and I know where I'm going. Here's the difference. If I'm wrong, I'm happy all the way. You're wrong, or you're right. You're the most miserable individual that I ever sat next to in my life on a plane. <laughs> he just looked at me. I said, you know, I really don't care what you think. And he had to get this. See, it bothers him when you don't care. You've got to be courageous. Hey, we're all flying to the same place. We're going to get off. I'm going one way. He's going another. What do I care what he thinks about me? I'm not going to lose any sleep over whether somebody thinks that I'm crazy or not. But I said to him, I said, but here's the deal. I said, you're talking about something you know nothing about. The reason you can't know anything about it is because you can never understand this 
without the Spirit of God showing you and giving you insight. I said, because you don't have the Spirit of God, you've got to understand it with a mind of the world in education. Nothing wrong with education, but until it's submitted to the Spirit of God, your education will only bring you to loss. And he said to me, well, I don't know. I said, look at the world in which we live. This was back during the time, back in 08 and 09. People were losing jobs. Market was, was in a tank. People were starving. Homes were being foreclosed on. I said, look at where your education has brought us. And he just he says, nobody's ever talked to me that way. I said, well, I'm bold enough to tell you the truth and not let you intimidate me with what you don't know. And for the rest of the time, I never led him to Christ, but he listened, he talked. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to find out about this. I said, at least you're on the right track. Folks, you've got to learn to be courageous. I said, you've got to learn to be courageous. I'm, I'm tired of sitting back in the back seat. God has powered me to prosper. He's powered me to walk in success. He's powered me to have favor. And I can't have it if I'm not willing to stand up for what God says. Watch this now. Be strong, be very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you, being doers and not hearers only. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand that you may want. If you don't believe in prosperity, get rid of this scripture. Because if you do what this scripture says, it says you will prosper wherever you go. That, that is, again, that, that is a very, very unique terminology. Let, let me help you with that a minute. Because what he says this is, that you may act intelligently. That's not what the word prosper there means. The Hebrew word for that word prosper is intelligently make decisions. So I wrote out in my Bible, act intelligently. I don't have to be someone who is more education than anyone else. I just need to know the word of God and I can act intelligently. Now watch this now. Let's go on, let's go a little bit for our next verse. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Be a doers again, not hearers only. Hiding the word of God in my heart that I might not sin against him. Allow the word of God to be a light and a lamp unto my feet and to my pathway. Allow the word of God to wash me as cleansing of water in my body. Allow the word of God to give me direction and insight and understanding, wisdom in my life. The word of God, not people. See, we get caught up. We, we, you know what they said about, who cares what they said about you? I always love we all. Don't you love the people in the church that run around trying to be sheriffs? That's wrong, according to who? I have found this. If people are doing this, I don't have to say a word to them. Why? Because the word of God would say, eh, don't do that. And here's the kicker, Pastor Al. You could do some things that I can't do because of some things that you do has never bothered you. But there's things that I did reminds me of my old self and it draws me back. So I don't do it because I can't go back. I don't want to reflect on the past. So it would be wrong for me to do it, 
Not because it's sin in itself, but because it would cause me to go back to where I came from and bring stuff into my life. So I cannot, he didn't know what to do with right and then not do it right. Then his sin doeth good and doeth not. It is sin. So I know there's certain things that when it pops up, I got to walk away from it. So you go, oh, you think that's wrong. You think we're going to hell. No, I really don't. But if I do it, I will. Because it's me. Come on, look at somebody and say, sometimes it's just me. Our job is not to go around and try and figure out what somebody's doing wrong. My job is to stand the word of God and act righteously. You may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Then that word there is prosperous. It means to break out. It means to push forward. It means you will advance. You will succeed. You will make progress. In other words, as a believer in the word of God, if I'm not advancing, I need to examine myself. If I'm not walking in success, I need to examine myself. If I'm not pushing forward in every area of my life, then I gotta go back and say, wait a minute, what, what, what do I, it's not, you know, my boss held me back. My boss has got nothing to do with it. I said, my boss has nothing to do with it. If I'll do this and be success in what I do, and the boss doesn't want to recognize it, one of two things is going to happen. Either God's going to get rid of the boss, or God's going to take me to another place to where I can be recognized in my success. Because sometimes we're trying to be successful in places God never ordained it would be in. Don't you love asking God to bless something that God, what? You want me to bless what? You're doing What? It's amazing, isn't it? But we're right where God wants you. The blessing of God, it'll come upon you. Now watch this now. And I love this. It says, you will make your way. What? Who's going to make you prosperous? Musicians come. Who's going to make you prosperous? It's not God. I said it's not God. Sister Stacy, stand here for a moment, please. She's the principal of our Christian Academy and has done a phenomenal job. I mean, just outstanding. I mean, the, I think the best principal in the country. But whether your children who go to this school make it or not, it's not on her. Her job is to provide the tools. Oh, come on, stay with me. Well, that school I went to, no, you just didn't do your homework. See, the teacher's job is not to make you successful. The teacher's job is to equip you so what is inside of you can come out and you make yourself successful. Thank you, Stacey. My job as the pastor is not to do anything but to, he says, I've given apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for what? For equipping of the saints. For what? For the work of the ministry. In other words, I'm just going to really mess some of you up. And I'll, I'll, get, I'll hear about it from somebody. That's okay. Home or somebody. My job is to equip you. Period. 
That's why people come to go, do you think this is a sin? I don't know. What do you think? Why are you asking me? First off, if you're asking me, that means you probably already thought it was a sin, and you want me to give you a get-out-of-jail-free card. My job is not to tell you, you sinner. Because that's the carnal flesh. That's pride. I'm so strong in the Lord, I can tell you who's living for God and who's not. Well, isn't it amazing that three hung on the cross, one ridiculed Jesus, but the other one said, I don't belong here. My whole life has been a mess. But when you come into your kingdom, remember me this day. Jesus says, because of that, you will be remembered by me. Don't you dare become the person that's running around. trying. You, you just take, oh, come on, look in the mirror and say, take care of myself. I decide my success. I decide my prosperity. I decide how, God, how far God can take me. Everybody is called responsibility. My job as a pastor is so equip you that when you decide to go all in, you've got every tool in the box that you need for your success. I said, you've got every tool in the box that you need for success. And you understand why he says in Psalms, that God, and we're going to talk about this Wednesday night, but God takes pleasure. <laughs> I wish we could take pleasure in each other's success and prosperity, but we don't. We get so jealous and get so upset. And, well, what about me? Why did God do it for them and not for me? It's not fair. Well, Joshua 1, 7 and 8. <laughs> if you... <laughs> Let the Word of God take first place in your life. Keep it. He says you'll act intelligently. And, and then if you'll meditate in it and speak it and, and act upon it, he says then, then you'll make yourself prosperous. So, so I don't know, Todd, why I have to blame you for my failure. And I don't know why I can't get excited about you being rich. The church, it's amazing how when we look at people that are successful or rich, how the church is always going, you know them? You should never walk into a church building that when you look around, you don't see everybody is prosperous. Oh, let's lift up this one. They're so prosperous. Let's look, look, look at what God has done through them. No, I want to look in the mirror and go, look at what God has done through me. I mean, all due respect, what he's done for you, it ain't putting bread on my table. What he's done for you is not causing me to have a successful marriage. What he's done for you is not causing me to be victorious. I'm happy for you. I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm excited, and I'm not jealous, and I'm not going to try and be like you, but I'm going to go to the Word of God and say, Here I am, Lord, not my brother or my sister, but it's me, oh, Lord. I'm standing here in the need of prayer. Put the Word of God in my heart. Let it be that, that, that guiding light for me that I can walk in success, that if I'm a teacher, 
I'm the best teacher. If I'm a trash collector, I'm the best maintenance guy you've ever seen out there. If I'm a doctor, I lead the way. If I'm a businessman, I am causing success. If I'm an investor, all of my clients are walking in victory. I want you to know if God be for me, who can be against me? I've been created to walk in divine prosperity and success. Success is mine. And so all of you poverty mentality people, you know what I love about these things? Only can you change the birds away. You can make them into these things we used to do when we were in high school. See, some of you may know what I'm doing. When I was in high school, we called it a rat tail. Because it doesn't just scare people away. When it hits them, it pops them. <laughs> you don't think it's God's will for everybody to be successful? Bend over. We come up with these foolish scenarios when things go wrong and say, well, it must not have been God's will for you. And then we misquote Scripture that all things work together for the good, for those that are called according to his purpose. Why don't you read the whole Scripture? It says the Holy Spirit, when you do not know how to pray, makes utterance for you, praying the perfect will of the Father, and all things then will work together for the good. It doesn't work together for the good till you allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you and declare what your God has said. Get over your religious background, move into the reality of a living God, step out of your past, step into your future. And when they come around, you go, get away, get away, get away, get away. I'm telling you, get, get away from me. But I'm a woman. I know you're not supposed to hit a woman, but I'm good. But I'm a person of color. I don't care. Quit using that as an excuse. But you don't understand. I come from a... An abusive family. Shut up. Any man in Christ is a new creation. All the old things are turned new and all things pass away. All things are new. You've got to renew the man. Spirit, soul, and body. Born again, thank God. But now let me get my thinking right. Let me get my head right. Let me begin to get my emotions right. Let me begin to react the way God wants me to react. And then I can bring my body into subjection because my body now is not controlled by my emotions. It's controlled by the word of the living God. And now when things go wrong, I look to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. When the enemy comes against me, God's going to raise up a standard and make them go seven different directions away from me. When the weapons are formed against me, I look by the word of God, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm going to be blessed in my coming in and in my going out. The word of God said it. 
And while I look not at those things which are seen, you don't know how bad it is. Quit looking at it. What is wrong with people? Why is the traffic slowing down? Oh, some cars over on the side, they had a wreck. Really? I don't have time. If there's a wreck, I go, God, I pray nobody's hurt. Give them wisdom. I, don't, I keep on going. And I don't stop driving. I keep the speed limit. Nothing worse than being caught in a traffic jam because these idiots want to look at what's bad. The world's trained that way. We love horror films. We love the occult. We love black magic. Have you said no? Are you going to watch it? No. It's the number one show on TV. Who cares? It's on TV for God's sake. If it's on TV, it's only as good as you keep looking at it till they come up with something along the way that'll get you to look at something else and it goes down in the ratings. Look not at that which you see. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Riley Grandel's son fell in the pool, drowned. Brought him back to life, brain damage. Of course, he's flying jet planes now, but that's beside the point. He refused to look at that which was seen. He looked at that which is not seen. I believe in life and not death. I believe in the power of a living God and not the authority of the God of this world. I believe if God be for me, who can be against me? I believe I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. I believe in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believe that God wants the best for me, that his ways and his thoughts towards me, they're good thoughts and good ways for me, that God has orchestrated my life, and my life was not orchestrated to be behind, but to be above. It was never orchestrated to lose, but to be winner. It was never orchestrated to be a failure, but to be prosperous. You are designed by God to be successful and all that you do. I want a good marriage. I want my kids growing up serving God. I want my friends to be close to me. Hallelujah. I don't walk in favor when I go anywhere I go, whether it's a business, a restaurant, or it's travel. Hallelujah. I like that. I like it when they say, oh, right this way, Mr. Thomas. I like it when they say, you know what? We've never done this before, but look at the deal we can give you. Amen. Thank you. I love it. I said, I love it. The world understands it, but the church doesn't. See, the world understands this. The person who wins the gold medal is going to be rewarded. Why? Because they were successful. Well, I got news for you. You won the gold medal. As many as received Jesus, he gave you power to become the sons of God. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'd look good with that medal around my neck. Hallelujah. Let me ask you something. Do you think a gold medalist walks different than somebody that's even a bronze medalist? 
Can you imagine? I won the bronze medal. I won the silver medal. And the guy is standing in the middle on the gold. He goes, here's the nice. Where is he standing or she standing? Above and not below. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and He wants to bless you.